Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everybody. I'm Blaine Gilmer, and welcome to another episode of Second to None, the podcast on the Believe Podcast Network that covers everything and all things SEC football related. And we have with us the former player, the co-host, Mr. TK, Tavares King. Tavares, how you doing? I'm good, bro. I am solid, man. I um. Got back from Orlando yesterday. I was trying to get the scoop on my man, Joe Milton. If you check my Twitter, I had a rough day. Y'all can go uh, check out my Twitter. I was giving Delta some grief, man. They, I had a rough day rough day at the airport. But, uh, yeah, we, TK we had some people that didn't want to – that didn't like the temperature of the airplane. So they was having to find different co- you know, types of – trying to mess with that and then trying to find him a new plane. It's all kinds of craziness. Yeah, it was it was wild, man. But but you know, I made it. Um, I complained a little bit, got me some sky miles. So we're hey, we're we're good. Everything's good. Some, Delta's got, back in my good graces. Got some sky miles out of it. Delta's good with TK. He was working hard, going down there trying to see if he can find out something about. And speaking of Joe Milton, Joe Milton has been named the starter for the Tennessee Volunteers at quarterback and we are going to cover that and what that decision means not only for joe milton and for the tennessee volunteers but for uh his backup now uh, harrison bailey one of the backups what's the fallout going to be there with the former five-star uh recruit uh but before we get onto that it is clear guys that tennessee is betting on joe milton and we would be remiss if we didn't think our sponsor bet online Guys, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest at bet online so head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100 percent welcome bonus tk it was a 50 percent. they've upped it to 100 percent, so they're going to double that money with a welcome bonus take advantage of the open days yeah good. sorry man i gotta get this readings take advantage of the, the uh opening day super promo take a bet on thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and cowboys and if you lose your wage will be refunded up to 25 dollars using the promo code nfl 100 bet online the fastest and easy way to bet all your favorite sports bet online your online sports book experts bet online putting us to work with that read tk and i know you was on it though you smooth with it 
<laughs> we're, we're trying. We're trying. So, yeah, a half million dollar NFL contest, and they're refunding, you know, they're refunding up to $25 on that. That's solid. Oh, yeah, on that. Yeah, I told you, I'm betting. I'm betting now. That's betting, especially on this Tennessee. You mentioned on our Monday show that you're betting on that Tennessee contest where they are uh, a minus 34 and a half. So, 34 and a half favorite tomorrow when they play Bowling Green and the starter, as we mentioned for that, is going to be Joe Milton. And TK, you know, you've done some homework here on Joe Milton. Tell everybody just kind of watching what he did at Michigan uh, and, you know, your your homework on him. What do you see out of Joe, Mil- Joe Milton and what he'll bring to this Tennessee offense? Hey, hey Blaine, what was that spread? It was 34? Yeah, 34 and a half. I, I, I have to roll with Tennessee, man, after watching this kid. He – he Joe Milton is a confident kid. Uh, hell, you've got to be confident to go in and win a job. He's confident. Um, but the tape, man, it just oozes confidence and it oozes poise. He knows where he wants to go with the ball. Uh, he stands tall in the pocket. His eyes are constantly downfield and he delivers strikes. Uh, and I mean strikes. Like He has a big arm. Uh, when yeah. I say big arm, I mean – NFL throws, throws outside the hashes, and they're on they're on a rope. And on top, to top it all off, he can he can run. Um, yeah. he, can move, he can move a little bit. Uh, so yeah, man, I think I think Tennessee's found them something special in Joe Milton, and if they can put pieces around him, um, maybe they're in, they're in for some good stuff. Yeah, then and Joe Milton's a guy. He he does have a couple years of eligibility uh, left, and you know. Had some trouble there at Michigan in terms of, but that was more of a Michigan problem, I think. You know, over overall, Joe Milton, I think, is a good good player. Of course, transferred out uh, of Michigan back in April, found a home in Tennessee. Josh Heupel elects to go with Joe Milton, and that is a big decision, TK, for Josh Heupel because they have Harrison Bailey, a Peach State guy from where you, uh, where you and I are from. He's from Marietta High School, was the quarterback uh, with Eric Gilbert, there, uh, the famous duo, and Harrison was kind of viewed as that heir apparent, that next guy. The, every every message board, everything you saw out of Tennessee fans, they were sky high on being able to pull Harrison Bailey out of the state of Georgia and get him as a recruit there. Um, my only thing is, I just wonder if how can that cause dissension sometimes in the in the locker room TGA if you've got guys you know Harrison Bailey's been there longer than Joe Milton Joe Milton comes in and now is one to start and job as a as a player when you have quarterback battles and decisions and things like that how can that affect your locker room uh i don't i don't think it's if everybody's keeping the main thing the main thing then and that's focused on around winning football games and i think that everybody's on one accord and believes in the coaching staff and believes that the coaching staff is going to put the right person in a position for them to do the main thing. And that is win. So I don't think it should cause too much of a, of a ruckus within the locker room, but um, maybe within that quarterback room, things could get, you know, a little shaky, but um, around the locker room, I think guys want to win. So I want, I think they want the, the, the best guy, you know, controlling the reins. And with that, Obviously, Josh Heupel and company think 
that Joe Milton is that guy. As you said, he's not only athletic, but he is a big joker. I mean, he's listed six foot five, two hundred and forty-four pounds, and he's he's not just running a little bit. He's not just like, oh, I'm gonna pick up a first down. He's a guy who can gash a defense if he, you know, whether it's on a, a, a zone read, whether it's on design quarterback run whether it's on a scramble, he's able to bring that extra element with his legs. And you have to wonder, uh, a guy like Harrison Bailey, maybe not as mobile, if that helped Joe Milton along with that arm strength you talked about win this job. In my own opinion, I'll say it before and I'll say it again, um, in our league, I think that you have to be able to move. So I think that, yeah, that probably did give him the up, upper hand a little bit because, again, in our league, you've got guys up front that are fast, that are agile and can get to the quarterback. So you have to have a guy like Joe Milton that can get outside of the pocket. And again, I watched a lot of tape on him today um, at Michigan. That's what he did. You know, they got him out of the pocket. He was able to maneuver out of the pocket and even within the pocket. When he was in the pocket, he stood in there, stood tall um, and again, delivered strikes. So I think I think I think the kid's special. Um, I'm interested to see now, obviously, how things play out with Harrison. Um, but hopefully, you know, things work out for both of them. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what Tennessee is able to put around him. They lost Ty Chandler to North Carolina. They're running back. They have a, a junior college running back that's, that's coming into play uh, in, in Evans. And then, you know, they, their receiving core is not really been, you know, guys that are – you got guys like Marquez Callaway and all these guys that have come through Tennessee. But now it's kind of, okay, who's going to be the next guy up to really challenge – uh, got some some younger tight ends as well uh, that are coming in there. So Tennessee's really trying to put all these pieces after that max mass exodus when uh, Josh Heupel, the transition between Pruitt and Heupel, and that's something you have to do. But they ended up getting a good prospect in Joe Milton, so it'll be interesting to see. TK, that's not the only quarterback news we have in the SEC, something that you and I both and the rest of the world, quite frankly, found very interesting. Zeb Nolan has been named the starter for South Carolina. Zeb Nolan, two weeks ago, guys, was a graduate assistant at the University of South Carolina. thought his playing days were over with after originally going to Iowa State for his first three years of college football, transferring to North Dakota State where he was there for two seasons and sat behind Trey Lance for one of those seasons, who is now the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But, TK, you have some uh, personal experience with the Nolan family, so just kind of talk on that and, and uh, how crazy is this story with Zeb Nolan being South Carolina starter? Man, it's a super, super unique, super cool story. Um I do have some experience with the Nolan family. His his dad, Travis, was a coach at Stevens County when I um, played it in my high school in Habersham Central. And, uh, you know, we used to go at it. But but uh, I know that, that, that Zeb's, a, you know, been around the game for a long time. And obviously the coaching staff in South Carolina understands that this guy knows football. And when you have a quarterback that knows football, you feel confident that he can get a, get the job done and can get a team around him and, uh, you know, get guys, you know, moving in the right direction. And I think that that's exactly who Zeb Nolan is. So I'm excited and happy for him, happy that he has the opportunity to go out there and showcase his abilities. Yeah, and how how do you think – I mean, Shane Beamer, this as as much as he's probably got to believe in Zeb Nolan, like you said, and, and think he's going to do good things – 
that is this is not the ideal way to start off your your career at a power five uh, school as a, as a first time head coach with uh, Shane Beamer. Now I know he's been around ball a long time and he's probably seen every situation with uh, with his dad, you know Frank Beamer up there at Virginia Tech for thirty something years. But man, I bet you he didn't expect this to start off things in South Carolina. What do you think? No, it, it probably wasn't what he was expecting stepping in there. But man, again, I think that. He 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 knows again to your point. He knows he knows the game. Just just he's been around the game a long time, so he knows the game, and he's gonna put his team in the best situation. And I think that Zeb he sees something in Zeb, and Zeb gives them the best opportunity to win. So I'm I'm excited. To, I'm I'm a hundred percent gonna be tuned in. Um, so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and it, it's not unlike. Georgia's situation with Stetson Bennett having to become their quarterback last year, a former walk-on, someone that Georgia never really expected to play, but someone that knew the system and that Kirby Smart trusted to be able to go out there and play. And let's face it, folks, Stetson Bennett had Georgia up over Alabama at halftime. I know some things fell apart in the second half, but these guys, you know, not everybody is a five-star recruit. But that doesn't mean they're not good football players and, and can't can't do some things. So looking forward to seeing what Zeb Nolan does. They're playing Eastern Illinois to start off the season. So it's not like they're playing a, a college blue blood either. Maybe Zeb will get a chance to have some success early in that one. Um, but, you know, now, TK, I wanted to touch on – we've talked about some quarterback situations. One more that kind of leans into that is we're going to talk about is Texas A&M good enough to beat Alabama. And with that, we got to talk about Jimbo Fisher picking Haynes King as being his quarterback. Before we get to that, TK, speaking of picking, we have one more sponsor on the show today, and that is Play Action. And exciting news, our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most football guys you'll you'll be able to get into the action with our playactionpools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everyone everyone can participate so sign up for the contest believe that's b-l-e-a-v football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week you're going to get to select 10 highest profile games of the week between nfl and college teams whoever gets the most picks gets uh, a pair of electric sunglasses dc shoes all kinds of stuff that's going on and uh guys if you want to you know participate and make your own pools you can use play action pools but sign up for the contest believe that's b-l-e-a-v football pick'em and uh, you can also host your own pools on there. They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as cool sport, sports book style. Build your bankroll, play action pools, your new home for office sports pools. So if you want to if you want to have a little camaraderie there in the office, TK, and do a little Pick'em, things like that, play action pools, partnering with us. So we appreciate that. But as I said, Jimbo Fisher has picked Haynes King to be the successor there to Kellen Mond, who had a lot of success in his career and is now with the Minnesota uh, Vikings making Kirk Cousins sweat it out up there. So, uh, you know, we'll see see how that turns out for the former Aggie, but a new new sheriff in town down in Texas, so to speak, with with Haynes King. But overall, uh, you know, we, we've you and I have looked at this Texas A&M team over the last few days and uh, it, they're certainly talent laden. Um, just wanted from what you've seen, uh, do you think that A&M is this their year to really challenge Alabama and to try to take that SEC West? Well, I think that 
Haynes King has an amazing last name. First of first. Yeah, of hey, there you go. Uh, but no, I think that that he he definitely just watching a little tape on him from the spring. He definitely shows a lot of um, improvement um, in their deep ball. I think that he's he, he's going to give them an opportunity to play to stretch the field um, vertically. So so I'm excited to see it there. But I don't know if they're going to be able to jump get over the hump um, and face in in Alabama. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough when you're playing Alabama, but as you're looking here at uh, at Texas A&M, uh, let's give people some numbers real quick based off of the guys uh, at pick six previews. And when I say the guys, I mean Brett Siancio who does a great job with that. Returning six starters on offense, Texas A&M is. But, TK, one area of concern for Texas A&M that I have is that you have to be very, very good up front when you're facing that Alabama team because they're always elite up front defensively. Texas A&M lost four of their five starters up front. And uh, and then Kenyon Green, who was an All-American guard, is being kicked out to tackle. Now, TK, you've been around this game a long time. You've talked to a lot of offensive linemen, stuff like that. Um, you know, how difficult do you think that transition is going to be for a guy who was an All-American guard to move out to tackle, what are maybe some of the different things that he's going to be having to deal with just for people to kind of be thinking about? Well, going from guard to tackle, um, not that I'm a big guy or anything, but I do have some big friends. Ben Jones was my roommate at Georgia. That's my dog. but So I know a little bit. Um, going from guard to tackle, man, you're going to face a, a lot quicker guys out there on the end. Um, so it definitely says a lot about what they think of him as an athlete. So. I think that he'll be capable of it. Um, it'll be a challenge for him because it, it, he'll see a lot of different looks. He'll have to block a different type of body. But, uh, you know, I think that they, obviously they believe in him because he's they're moving him in a very vi vital position. Yeah, that left tackle position. Now uh, that's that's the that's the money maker right there. You know, you're good at left tackle. You got a chance to be uh, the in the elite in the NFL the the next year of the draft. So Kenyon Green being asked to move out there. They also had Layden Robinson as a guy who was kind of that sixth sixth seventh man in the rotation last year and in, in that offensive line and got some experience. So almost like having two two of the five starters back, but still when you're having to replace four guys, TK that were just the the starters on the offensive line, that's always tough. But that brings us to Haynes King's mobility. Kellen Mond was a mobile guy himself, but Haynes King really seems to have that that burner speed. He's a he's a four or five guy and someone that really can you know electrify that that twelfth man crowd there in College Station with his legs. Again, we talked about this with Joe Milton. Uh, it, here it is again with Jimbo Fisher's offense and Haynes King. You know, it seems like the mobile quarterbacks with honestly. Uh, maybe the exception of JT Daniels at, at Georgia. Uh, it seems like the mobile quarterback is really kind of the, the trend going on right here in the SEC as of late. Man, I told you, TK knows a little bit. I know a little something now. You in our league, you gotta be, you have to, you gotta be able to move, man. Um, and and I think that teams and coaches are starting to understand and realize that, and they're starting to recruit guys that are dual threat quarterbacks. Um, and even if they're not dual threat, um, they can maneuver. Um, and I and I think JT can maneuver. To be yeah. honest, I think he can he can move well within the pocket. So in a different way. In a yeah, different yeah, yeah. Not he's not a runner, um, but I think he moves moves well within the pocket. Um, 
and out of the pocket when we spread them out. So I, I yeah, to your point, our whole our entire league is moving in the direction of movement quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about uh, there there are different types of movement. Tom Brady he couldn't run out run out of sight, you know, in a day, but yet he's, he's been doing it for 20, you know, something years right. and successful because he can just move off his spot just a little bit enough with his, you know, five, six forty that yeah. he runs. Yeah. yeah. He feels it. He's able to move, but Haynes King is going to have that added dimension that him and Joe Milton both have of being able to not only feel it and move, but also maybe leave people uh, yeah. and, and pick up big chunks of yards. Yeah, those 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 explosive plays will be huge. So maybe he can add a add a little little special element to him and get that that twelfth man uh, crowd ignited like like Johnny. Yeah, and he's also going to have some weapons around him. You know, you talk about Jalen Widemeyer, who's a six foot five, two hundred fifty five pound security blanket at tight end. You know, when you, he's probably the preeminent name at tight end in the SEC this year. He's been around, uh, knows you know knows that that's important. People don't give enough you know, benefit to experience inside this league. Um, TK, when you're a guy who you, you felt it your senior year, Jalen Widemeyer is going to be one, a guy that goes from being, you know, having two or three receivers around him to now being, okay, you might be the preeminent target, the guy. You felt that going from your junior year to senior year. So just give a little insight of what Jalen Widemeyer might be feeling as becoming the guy for A&M in terms of targets and things like that this year? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of what you, you've been waiting for your whole career. Um, it's kind of what you've been working for your whole career. So so it's an exciting time. It's a, it's a, it's a time where you are a leader on that team. It's a time where guys are looking to you to not only make plays, but for guidance and situations um, and and – yeah, you 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 become you become what you've asked for. So I'm excited to see him grow in that role and help guys like a like a little moose, like a little yeah, uh, yeah like a little moose Muhammad, um, like a uh, Arian Smith, who I think is a Kadarius Tony type. Um, so I mean, I think that I think that you know that role is is a special role. It's something that uh, you you grow into from from a boy to a man and i and again i'm excited for him to you know have that challenge of being a leader in in, in that team and on that offense there's no doubt and when and when texas a&m has the pieces in the backfield like isaiah spiller and Anaya smith like you mentioned who's the swiss army knife type guy that can be used like Kadarius tony was for florida last year and you know be lined up in the slot he can they can go two backs and, and do totally different things with those two backs that most teams are able to do. It's going to help them with that growth they need to have at the receiver positions. They've got uh, guys who are highly coveted recruits like uh, Damon Demas and then also Moose Muhammad, like you said, who are, you know, they're, they're talented. They just haven't been there yet. You know, they haven't been the guy yet up there. So we'll see how it comes, but only 46% of their production returns on offense but the strength of this Texas A&M defense uh, team is going to be their defense nine returning starters from a year ago that's big and you, yeah and and you got guys you know like uh, DeMarvin Neal who could be you know some view as a as a potential all-american uh highly highly coveted defensive end prospect that's really worked his way into um 
being the guy that could have potential noise into the draft next year. So, you know, Texas A&M has a lot of that production there. Um, you know, they've got guys like Jalen Jones, who's really come on and, and should be able to, you know, come in and, and be a starting cornerback right away after being an early enrollee. So that's very, very big. Again, it's talent versus experience seems to be a theme uh, early on this this offseason. But wanted to throw something out at you, TK. Texas A&M, uh, Jim Fisher, Jimbo Fisher has now, and it's going to be announced today as we're dropping this podcast, Jimbo Fisher is going to sign a new contract for $9 million a year for another 10 years. So really, uh, really, he was already getting paid, I think, $7 million a year, really bringing in more cash there. But part of the reason that that contract's coming in, TK, is I because... A, I need a money gun. Exactly. He's spraying that stuff. But but in terms of in terms of why he's getting that payment is not only did they, you know, go, I think, 9-3 and three last year and finish with a, a Orange Bowl victory, but TK, listen to these last three recruiting classes. 2021 class, they finished sixth in the nation according to rivals, two five-stars, 14 four-stars. 2020, sixth again, two five-stars, 14 four-stars. 2019, number six again. So that might be a bad sign, the 666 thing. I don't know about that. You might want to throw that away. But uh, three five-stars that time and 14 four-stars. So Jimbo Fisher is recruiting his tail off down there. Of course, he did that at Florida State when he led them with famous Jameis down there to a – to a national championship, crab legs and all, got it all going, you know. So a little little celebration down there. But uh, oh, that's my dog. <laughs> I gotcha. You got to you got to have fun with Jameis now. Jameis is a character and a half. But uh, when you talk about um, the, those three recruiting classes and now what he's been able to do in terms of you know winning the Orange Bowl last year and momentum coming into this year, people you know actually. Perception becomes reality, TK. And now people are saying, can Texas, we're asking the question, can Texas A&M defeat Alabama? That wasn't asked a couple years ago. So that's why Jimbo Fisher's getting this contract. Just kind of talk about what you're seeing about the job he's doing and everything over there at A&M right now. Obviously, when you've got a coach like like Coach Fisher that recruits as well as he does, you're going to get really good talent in the in the building. Now, what that talent does when it gets there is is the is what's what we're waiting to see. You got to um, develop it, right? You got to yeah, develop. Yeah. So, so I think that the, those let's see those three classes they're there. So I think it's time. I think it's time to start you know reaping the rewards of you know those those that talent that you brought in. So hopefully, hopefully you know that I don't know. I don't know if this is the year they get over that hump, bro. But it's, it, get, it's getting it closer. Coming. It's coming. Yeah, it's getting closer. But like you said, with with that talent and with that, you know, momentum comes great responsibility. So now the pressure is going to come there, you know, and and uh, we'll see. It's a double edged sword. Sword. You want to build up that talent. You want to be in the in the limelight in the big games. But now the pressure comes to start winning. You know, Georgia and Kirby Smart feel a little bit of that as they've accumulated so much talent over the years and they've been so close. So now it's a And M start and Oddly enough, there's great parallels between that Georgia and Texas A&M squad because uh, Jimbo Fisher goes out and takes Nick Williams and Bryant Gross-Armiento away from Georgia, two very key recruiters that are now going tooth and nail against Georgia on the recruiting trail right now. Bainbridge, Georgia, coming to to get all them South Georgia boys, man. No doubt. 
they've already uh, Nick has already been instrumental in getting uh, Dayon Bowie, a Bainbridge, Georgia guy who was committed to Georgia, to flip to Texas A&M. Also, Bear Alexander, who is from Texas, he was committed to Georgia. Nick Williams, just a week or so after getting hired at Texas A&M, gets Bear Alexander to come out there for an unofficial visit. And now Bear Alexander is no longer committed to Georgia. It's down to A&M in Georgia. So sound like my dog Nick is a, a A1 recruiter. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a shark, man. No doubt. He, he's, he's going after those guys. But uh, lastly, TK, as we go in, we're here in the adjustment from, you know, going from fall camp into the opening week. Wanted to give you opportunity to close the show here by telling people what is it like as a player and the mindset, you know, in a college game, especially some of these bigger games, you've got like a Georgia Clemson or, you know, you've got games uh, coming up, you know, early in the season, like Auburn will play Penn State, not this week, but a couple weeks from now. But what is that mindset like to get ready for these big games, Alabama, Miami, and you're transitioning from hitting your own guys every day to, you know, that excitement building for that first game? Well, man, you just said it, bro. You're transitioning from fall camp, uh, tired of hitting your, you know, your your teammates. You, you've done seen and learned all of their calls. They done seen and learned all your calls. So y'all going at it back and forth. But, man, um, all of those things make you grow. You've been in football school for – 24-7 for six weeks. Um, you prepared. You've seen every every cut up you can see. So, man, you're just eager and re- ready and excited to play in front of some fans. Um, you know, for young guys, along with, like, in the environment and the nerves, uh, shoot, there's a number of challenges young players face to me. Like, from an off- offensive perspective, uh, you know, a receiver's perspective, for sure, you know, they can throw unique blitzes that you might have to call a side adjustment out. I can remember, uh, I think Chris Burnett just tweeted the other day, he could hear, he could hear, I asked him if he could hear Charlie in his sleep because I used to call Charlie so much. <laughs> Corner blitz coming. Corner blitz. <laughs> so he could pick it up so Murray wouldn't get blasted. You know, I just, things like that, bro. Um, young guys have to be ready for unique blitzes unique coverages so you you might make a mistake you might make a um you might make a ma a miss miss assignment but if you do it do it fast man do it fast but the biggest thing that i think um for young guys is the biggest biggest uh biggest hurdle is mid-game adjustments and communication if you can't tell your coach what you're seeing what or tell your quarterback or talk to Chris Burnett and tell him Charlie, then it's going to be a, it's going to be rough. Cause again, you're playing in a hostile environment. Um, it's new. You're nervous. You're nervous. So it, 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 those are, those are the challenges, man. But I'm excited to see how all of these cats step up to the challenge and, uh, you know, face face that adversity. Because, again, it's going to happen. They're going to mess up. They're going to face – something's going to happen. It's football. Something's going to go wrong. But uh, when it goes right, I'm, ex- I'm so excited to see it go right for them. Absolutely. So, we have Tennessee and Bowling Green kicking the SEC season off tomorrow night. We'll be back with you here on Friday. And 
we on that Friday show that drops at 10 a.m. on the Believe Podcast Network over on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. TK and I will be locking in the picks. So we've studied all week. We're going to be locking in the picks, giving you who we're going to take in each game. We previewed the spreads for you, analyzed those. I'm betting too. TK is betting with Bet Online. He's going to go ahead and hit those hit those spreads. So we uh, we analyzed those on Monday. We've given you a little insight on the Tennessee and Texas A and M South Carolina quarterback situation. Evaluated if Texas A and M is good enough to beat Alabama. TK says that there may be still a little bit away. I think it's going to be razor thin margin. Just yeah, TK's it's saying razor thin too. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. <laughs> yeah, he's saying he's saying they still got a good, you know, little bit, a full matchbox and a half there yeah. to go go from uh, Alabama. But I will say this: with that experienced defense at Texas A and M, before we get out of here, you know, nine nine starters returning, and I think that's the fourth or fifth game of the year. Bryce Young is still a young quarterback, so we'll see we'll see how he you know progresses to that point. But DK, uh, another great show. I enjoyed doing it, man, and uh, we'll be back with everybody here on Friday on the Second to None podcast. Yep, yep. All right, guys, that is that is your edition Wednesday edition of the Second to None podcast. Catch us. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google podcast spotify and of course the 365 sports youtube channel presented by bet online and playactionpools.com and we'll catch you next time reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.